You're listening to CFRN, the Christian Financial Radio Network. Okay, let me bring the gold back into play here. Now, where is price trading right now? Okay. Um, all right, so we'll go back to the very beginning. Our first trade was right here. Like, this is when I was having all the issues with the GoToWebinar. Um, but I put this trade on and it took 10 ticks profit. But you see the pullback dropped down below the entry point and the target was right there and it went through the target. So if you had the full nine contracts on on that, you would have gotten filled completely on both ends. Um, so we picked up 10 ticks on the first trade. Then in here, I was drawing all these lines for it to get to. And, um, and well, it eventually did get to all of them. Um, we picked up 15 ticks on this one to put us at plus 25. Okay, then it got kind of sideways in here. We weren't doing anything. Then it went bam, and it shot down like that with no trade setups at all. This area right here is where it didn't retrace to, right up here, 1809. Okay, now I think that that's gonna come into play at some point during the day, but it never did during the morning session. Okay, so our next trade in here was a break even. Then the one after that, we picked up, uh, nine ticks to put us at 34 and right here one tick to put us at 35 then we had a break even and then it got into some chop again right here and all the markets were getting into chop right at this time okay this is at the top of the hour at 10 o'clock all the markets were getting into chop right there and there was a shorting opportunity there and there that i missed both of then here from 35 we went to 46 so i picked up 11 ticks on that and then i stopped out that put us down to 38 Okay, then there were a whole bunch of trades here on this move up, and I was taking a bunch of them, but the first one, we went from to 38 back to 46, so I picked up eight ticks on the first one, then five ticks on the second one to get us to 51, then two ticks on the one after that to get us to 53, then we had a break even, then somewhere we picked up one more tick to get us to 54. I think it was over here we picked up one more tick. So we had two break-evens. I missed all of those trades, which would have given some profit. This one would have given nice profit. This one too. This probably would have been break-even, and this would have given like a tick. But we ended up with uh, one tick over here. Okay, and then we get into the break. Um, And let's see, during the break... See, I'm just looking at the slingshot for possibilities. See, up here we're trading above the BBC with bearish separation, so the cycle is doing a cycle reset. I mean, the slingshot is doing a cycle reset in there. Then over here, it finally gave this shorting opportunity right here while Dwayne was talking a few minutes ago. And that was it. That was all the opportunity. But there was a bunch of it there on gold today. So we'll look at the spreadsheet again. Now, if you can read the spreadsheet, you have to read all the CFTC risk disclosures down at the bottom. Today's the seventh day of September, 2021. We lost 66 in crude, made 54 in gold, and we're break even on the ES. So today it took one minute and one trade to get to the goal for the day. At that point, we're up $100 a contract, and we took a total of 20 trades this morning. So on a month now, we're at $2,010. That's over four trading days, averaging $502 per contract for a two-hour trading day gotten our goal on 170 out of 172 possible days. That puts us at $102,012. That's over 172 trading days, averaging $593 per contract per two-hour trading day. Now, 
I've been thinking about how to do this as we go forward because we're going to be at the end of the year here before too long. I'm just going to go until we get to 20 contracts. You know, bring it into next year until we get to 20 contracts because this is sort of <clears throat> doing the 2420 blueprint. And so I just want to show you guys what it's like if you stop when you get your goal for the day and you add one contract a month up until you get 20 contracts. Um, and then maybe I'll start over again next year. But if you were to stop every day when you got your goal for the day and you were to add one contract per month so far this year, you'd have worked a total of 47.33 hours and averaged $2,314 per hour. Now that 2,314 bucks per hour, that doesn't start out that way. When you start out with one contract, you know, you only end up making 3,400 bucks on the first month. So I, I don't know how many, this is a number of minutes. So it took almost, well, it took five hours to make 3,400 bucks in that first, let's just call it 3,400 divided by five. You know, we'll say it's $650 an hour to begin with. So it took a while to work it up to that number, but started out there. Okay. If you would have quit every time that you got your goal for the day for that month, and then it builds on that as it goes forward. Okay. So if you've not taken a free trial with us, go to the homepage here at eminitrainingschool.com. On this page, all that we ask for is your name, your email, and your phone number. You can tell us the biggest trading challenge. So we can tailor one-on-one training just for you. Put that in there if you want and hit the send button to be sent a confirmation link. You must click on the confirmation link. Okay, if you don't click that link, we don't know that you took the free trial, so make sure you click on that. All right? All right, guys. With that, we can pass it back out to fabulous Phoenix, Arizona, and Studio A, overlooking South Mountain, America's largest city park. Dwayne, if you are ready. Okay, you are we, ready. We are I was ready. wondering if you were going to be. <laughs> we are ready, and we are broadcasting live on YouTube. Oh, good. You got that fixed. Yep, got it fixed. It was pretty simple. It's amazing how you can ask Google what, you know, I mean, how many, how long have we all spent time on hold with some kind of company from the, you know, power company to, you know, all kind of software companies and everything in between, uh, trying mm -hmm. to get some help from somebody. Well, first you got to try to figure out how to trick the bot into giving you a live person so that you can actually ask a question. Uh, and then, you know, half hour, 45 minutes later, however long you finally get a promise that they'll call you back. Uh, but if you have a problem, like the software, it was doing a glitchy thing and I knew it wasn't anything serious, but I couldn't figure out how to fix it. So I just typed the question into Google as if I had a, a, a tech rep standing in front of me from that company and mm -hmm. it just the answer just it popped right up so nice i like nice. the internet i know it's got its it's, you know, it's not there's a lot of evil I, I out there it's, it's probably going to stick around i it's think probably a good it idea. may you're right it just may catch on I so people probably recap the recap was uh one minute one trade one hundred dollars per contract keep that one and done Good job. Excellent. Thank you. Okay. Logic 247. Uh, this week, uh, we did uh, put out concierge alerts and logic alerts Sunday night. Even though Monday was an official holiday, 
Uh, here in the U.S., the rest of the world opened for business Sunday night at 6 p.m. Eastern and traded up until noon yesterday Eastern. And then the markets reopened last night at 6 p.m. Eastern for the Tuesday session. And so we had alerts, both concierge and logic, uh, right along the way, as if there were no holiday. E-mini futures never sleep, except Friday night and Saturday night. Okay, so far this week, week 162 of Logic 247, our around-the-clock e-mini alert service. We've issued a total of 18 alerts, two never triggered, still waiting on the results of five that gave us 11 actionable alerts, of which, so far, nothing has been stopped out based on not risking more than $300 per contract per trade, less when possible, using market structure and a very simple three-step process that we teach all of our traders. And let's just take a scroll through there and see what happened since Sunday night. Now, last week was one of our most challenging weeks ever, I think. We ended the week with 22% of actionable alerts stopped out based on that $300 risk profile. What we've averaged over 161 weeks is 20%. Now, we've had weeks where there was 3%, 5%, 8%, 10 We've had very few that go over 20%. This one did, okay, the average being 20%. So last week, we had 66 alerts. Two carried over to this week, uh, 19 never triggered. 45 actionable alerts, of which 10 or 22% would have been stopped out based on that $300 maximum risk profile. It's not $300 on every trade. It's a maximum of 300 if that's what market structure calls for. In the live training room, we use an eight tick hard stop on every market, every trade, okay? Michael is teaching you the underlying methodology, the underlying strategy. He's teaching you the importance of always having a physical hard stop in place. That's so very important. <coughs> and when I send out the alerts, they point you to windows of opportunity in the market that when price gets to that area, you're able to utilize all of the things that Michael and Valerie teach you each day in the live training room. So the first alert we had come out Sunday night was a short on the S&P. We had a short on the Dow. We had a short on the Russell. We had a short on crude oil. No trigger on gold, no trigger on silver. Had a short on the NQ. We had a short on the S&P. Uh, we had a short on the Dow. We had a short on the Russell short on crude, a short on gold. This one, you saw the huge drop in gold. Uh, the silver or the crude drop was worth $1,000 per contract traded. The gold alert was worth almost $1,300 per contract traded. And then today, uh, we're still waiting, still waiting. Uh, we had a little short on the Russell here. That's hit the target and we're waiting on the rest. Now, those alerts come out around the clock, 24-7, starting Sunday night at 6 p.m. Eastern till Friday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern. We still have our original alert service 
the concierge trade alerts and the format there is a little bit different instead of coming out around the clock we issue a static report shortly after the Globex open last night they came out at 620 there's two numbers for each market these numbers are good for the entire session once this report is published it's forward-looking guidance for the entire session the price starts trending up towards 45.50 that's bullish so our strategy will look for opportunities to buy the market and if price starts trending down towards 45.30 that's bearish and so our strategy will look for opportunities to sell the market also as price starts trending up you'll use everything you've learned in the live training room to yourself find opportunities to buy the market and as price starts trending down you'll use everything you've learned in the live training room to find opportunities to sell the market so if you want to grab a screenshot five four three two one okay now let's go to the daily chart of the S&P I've already refreshed the chart and we hit let's see now this is the Tuesday candle this is the Sunday night Monday candle this is the Friday candle where we put in a new all-time historic intraday high but we did not put in a new all-time historic closing high the all-time historic closing high came in on Thursday and that closing price was 45.36.50 so we spiked it no I'm sorry we I take that back it was yesterday the holiday that we got the new all-time historic intraday or not intraday but closing high and that is come on forty-five forty-eight. Oh, that was the high I need the closing price 45 44 50 45 44 50 all-time new all-time historic closing high but not enough for us to move the line the intraday high is 45 49 50 so I've got these numbers just a little just a tad high I could drag them down a smidgen Fibs are an area, so you don't have to worry about being spot on. Price sometimes comes a little shy. Other times, it'll spike it. But now, we've come up against the 62% Fib of the last leg up right there. Blue and climbing is starting to get on top of price. And when that happens, in fact, Blue and climbing is on top of price. See over here, you've got blue and climbing. You've got the step line on the left side of blue and climbing. 
When the step line crosses over to the right side of balloon climbing, that's an indication that the move is running out of steam. And you may see a top if you haven't already seen a top. And so we've got resistance overhead at balloon climbing. We've already traded through our initial support where the step line is. And then this would be yesterday's low. This would be Friday's low. We've taken all of those out. The next major support based on the daily chart below us is of course the low of the day, which is 45.10.75. And then down here, we've got the low of this day, which lines right up with the 24% fib at 45.01 and a half. You can call it 4,500, okay, round number. We haven't seen a red candle of this size on the daily chart since August 26th. And on August 26th, we pulled back to blue and climbing and that gave us little energy to move higher. But the dynamic's different this time. See, this time on the pullback, price pulled back to blue and climbing. But here, we opened right below blue and climbing and we've been steadily moving down we caught a bounce. The low again was 45.10. We've got a weekly trading zone at 45.05 slash 06. So that could be where we end up uh, closing out today's session. And then once we get through the 24% fib of the last leg up, we've got the daily BBC at 44.84. Now, anytime price hits a fib on the daily chart, you can almost always bank on a reaction. In other words, a very nice bounce. Once that bounce runs out of steam and comes back, if it doesn't hold on the second approach, then the next spot will be right here, the daily VVC. That should give us a very nice bounce. And then the 38% Feb retracement. Again, that should give us a very nice bounce. Now, of course, buyers can come in at any point and just turn this thing around and send it higher. But hitting that 62% Feb extension, in fact, I put in the uh, discussion group the other night. I said this might be the top we've been looking for for a while. And so far, I'm going to stand by that because it looks like, and that's just an observation, not a forecast, uh, but sellers definitely have possession of the ball and they're doing their best to take it as far downfield as they can. So we'll go to the 30 minute chart. These are all current weekly zones. If you remember, you got them this morning at 6.15 a.m. Eastern. Typically, they go out Monday morning at 6.15 a.m. Eastern, except when we have a Monday holiday. We've published the zones since December 14th of 2009, so well over a decade, and they've served us very well. Only three things happen at a weekly zone. The most likely thing 
is consolidation. And that's this. And that's this. And that's this. The market consolidates, makes up its mind which way it's going to go. Is there more buying pressure, more selling pressure? Uh, right now, this support, even though these candles, each one spiked the weekly trading zone, you'll see they're all attached. What's the high of this one? Ah, this one didn't, this one got one point below, but the next candle came back green. So it looks like buyers are going to push us up to the 30-minute BBC, and BBC just stands for Bull Bear Cross. When price crosses above it, we're bullish, we anticipate higher prices. When price crosses below it, we're bearish, we anticipate lower prices. All of the alerts, there's over 8,200 logic alerts in the alert channel. Every one of those is a trend trade based on the 30-minute chart and the BBC. When price is below the BBC, that's bearish. When it's above, that's bullish. So when price is above the BBC, you'll only see alerts to the long side. When price is below the BBC, you'll only see alerts to the short side. So we found support here at the weekly zone, 4520-21. Buyers are trying to rally us up now, when we get to the BBC, if we make it that far, we expect that to be resistance and give us another leg to the downside. However, we would not put out an alert to go long 45.24 up to 45.27 because that would be a counter trend move. You, of course, are welcome to trade counter trend, okay? And anytime you have questions about it, I'm happy to answer. I've just learned over the years that the trend trades where you have that larger time frame wind at your back when you execute has a higher degree of probability. And as you're learning how to trade, that's what we want to do. We want to give you the highest probability, lowest risk trading opportunities that we can find. So again, you're welcome to trade this, but from an official standpoint, we'll wait for price to reach this, find resistance, and then we'll issue an alert on the short side. Now the CTA numbers that I showed you, uh, last night the long side for the S&P was 45.550, which never got triggered. The short side was 45.30, and that did trigger. On the initial touch, it got, price got rejected. Price behaves around a CTA very much like it does a weekly trading zone. Only three things happen at a weekly zone. The most likely, 75% of the time, 70 to 75, consolidation. Second most likely is rejection, and that's what this is. This 30-minute candle came all the way down to the zone, but by the time the 30-minute candle closed, all that was left touching the zone was the wick. So most likely consolidation, 
second most likely, rejection. The third and least likely, but it does happen, and I'll show you an example as I see one, is the slice. That's when price slices through a zone like it's not even there. So on the second trigger here, we come down to the zone from 45.30 to 45.20. It's 10 points at $50 a point. That 30-minute candle right there, that was the opening candle on Wall Street today. $500 per contract traded. Now, it continued lower, but it did consolidate, wide-ranging consolidation just below the zone. And so, once an alert triggers, there's a higher probability of it triggering multiple times than not triggering multiple times. So, based on that, what could happen here is buyers may not only push us up to the BBC, we might just tiptoe above 45.30 and then have an opportunity to trade as we trigger coming back down to support at the weekly trading zone below. <clears throat> Important to remember, once an alert triggers, there's a greater probability of it triggering multiple times. So when you look at the concierge alerts and you see that you know, your favorite market, whatever that might be, has already triggered once, keep a close eye on it because the data says it's more likely to trigger again than not trigger again. And quite often the second and third triggers require less risk and provide greater profit opportunity. So that's the S&P. Go to the Dow. Okay, the Dow we never triggered on the long side, but we did trigger on the short side, which was 35,395. Okay, now the zone is 35,60 slash 65. So it looks like this first swing low. Made it down to 70, 35,370. So that's 25 points, $5 a point, $125 per contract traded. Then it got back above the trigger and did it again. Then it got back above the trigger. And this little trigger right here, you're not interested in because you've got blue and climbing and that's bullish. You wanna wait for it to turn back to red and falling. And then it takes you to the target it's back above the trigger, takes you to the target, gets back above the trigger, and again takes you to the target. But as you trigger, you got this little splash of blue. So you might choose to not trade that one, but keep an eye on it. And as price takes out this swing low, now what a beautiful move. And here's the slice, okay? price sliced through the zone like it wasn't even there. What typically happens when price slices through a zone like this, when it runs out of steam as it has done, it will typically retrace back to the zone it sliced through.
and then continue in the direction of the slice. And we have data to support that going all the way back to December 14th of 2009. Okay, so that's the Russell. So these trades that just ran to the target, you know, from 95 to 65, that's 30 points at $5 a point. It's $150 per contract traded. So if your goal is $100 per contract per day, you had one, two, three, uh, four opportunities to do that. And then you also had all of this to work with. Okay. All right, let's go to Russell. All right, the Russell got rejected. Put in a swing high at 2302. So it went up one point, $50 a point. That's it. Basically, it got rejected. And then it came down to the short CTA. And the zone down here, which is the target, on a short, the zone below is always the trade to target. On a long, the zone above is always the trade to target. So we triggered 2283. That should read 2283. And it took us down to a low 2280.3. So it's two and a half points, $50 a point. So that would be enough to give you your goal for the day. And then price got back above the trigger came down again. This time it dropped to 22.79. So almost four points at $50 a point, $200 per contract traded. And then it got back above the trigger. Let's see this candle opened here. I'm sorry, it opened here. Actually, actually this candle continued down all the way to the target. Because the target is 78 slash 79 and the swing low here was 7860 so that gave us the full see 78 79 so four points fifty dollars a point two hundred dollars per contract traded now it's gotten back above the trigger overhead we've got potential resistance here at the step line if it gets through the step line then red and falling is potential resistance and if it makes it all the way to the BBC, that's potential resistance. And we would expect to see another leg to the downside. Okay, the last of the indices, we've covered the S&P, the Dow, the Russell. Here's the NQ. Okay, so it never triggered on the long side. It did trigger on the short side. From 681, this first swing low was 670. So that's 10 points at $20 a point, $200 per contract traded. And we got back above the trigger dropped again to 74 
So that's six points at $20 a point, $120 per contract traded. Here, we're dealing with that blue and climbing issue, okay? Now, we actually get below blue and climbing and trigger. So this is a judgment call on your part. Uh, if you didn't take it because of the blue and climbing here, that's okay. Uh, if maybe you waited for these lows to be taken out, that would be perfectly acceptable too because we put in a swing low here at 15.648 and then we bounced back up to the trigger and then dropped all the way to the target at 28.29. So from 680 to 630, that's 50 points at $20 a point. That's $1,000 per contract trading. And now we find ourselves back above the trigger, but we're also above the BBC. And we don't short when we're above the BBC. Now that's for the alerts, okay? A uh, little bit different in the live training room. A couple of different nuances, but just want you to understand once on a 30 minute chart, if we're above the BBC, we're not gonna short into support because we expect that to be good support, okay? Okay, so that covers all the indices. Crude oil, looks like we triggered all over the place. Now, these CTAs came out last night at 1820. saying is this over here doesn't count because it was it was during the life of this candle that the CTAs were issued okay so uh, we get rejected we get rejected make it from 6920 up to 26 that's $60 per contract traded then we pull back to the BBC and when we pull back to the BBC we expect it to be good support until proven otherwise and then we put in a swing high at 69.41 that's $210 per contract traded another rejection and then we come down through the short CTA at 68.65. The trade to target is the zone below 68.45. So that's $200 per contract traded. Now, obviously we traveled much further. And so that's the importance of you understanding, you know, the entire methodology and strategy. Because as this thing comes down through that target at 68.45, the step line is still on the left side of red and falling. So if you're using uh, a 30-minute chart as your guiding light, as your northern star, there's no reason to get out of that trade, you know, until it put in this low and then bounced way back. That might have been a good point to get out. 
if you simply took $200 per contract out of this 130-minute candle, which happened at 6 a.m. Eastern this morning, good for you. Never ever beat yourself up because of something you didn't do, okay, or something you left on the table. Price rallies up. It's above the BBC, but then as it triggers, it gets below the BBC, so now it's okay to short that thing right back down to the target, and then it just kept going. So that's the story on crude, on gold. Eighteen twenty-two on the short side, eighteen twenty-eight on the long side. The swing high here was twenty-nine and a half, so that's one hundred and fifty dollars per contract traded. And then we trigger eighteen twenty-two, and we put in a low at eighteen eighteen, so that's four hundred dollars per contract traded. We get back above the trigger. Down we come again. This time we go all the way to the target, which is 1813. So from 1822 to 1813, that's $900 per contract traded. Then price consolidates, pulls up to the BBC, which we expect to be good resistance to proven otherwise. And then down we go. And we have on this one, we sliced through this zone at 1803-04. Price has started to walk sideways. The step line, once it gets on the right side of this red and falling, as it's done, the first green candle that closes above that, that would be an official exit signal if you're still short this move. If buyers take the ball and run us up, we would anticipate resistance right here. And then an opportunity to short back down to the zone at 0304. On silver, no trigger on the long side, uh, triggered on the short side. 2463 down to the target well, the first drop took us from 24.63 down to 24.57. So six points, two pennies, 100 bucks. Then we get back above the trigger, do it again. This time we go all the way to the target from 63 to 45. That's eight pennies, two pennies, 100 bucks. And then we keep going. And buyers come in, we rally up to the BBC and the weekly zone, which we expect to be good, both of these, we expect to be good resistance, and they were, and they were such good resistance, they didn't allow us to get back above the trigger for yet another trigger. So there you have it, the S&P, the Dow, the Russell, the NQ, crude, gold, and silver. So keep an eye on the S&P, okay? Potential areas for support, low of the day, 45, 10, 75. And then
then that would if we if we got through that then there's really nothing to stop us from dropping right to the 24% fib retracement which we expect to be good support until proven otherwise should be good for a nice bounce now the 24% retracement of the entire move from last year this entire move up we've seen this year the 24% fib of the entire move is 4237 I'll go out on a limb and just make an observation not a forecast this could be the high that ultimately takes us to the 24% fib of the entire move up now again it's an observation I'm not making a forecast but I think this is a pretty important top here. We'll see how today finishes. Do we perhaps rally into the close? Do we sell off into the close? And then what's the reaction when we open tonight? Remember, the Globex markets open at 6 p.m. Eastern. Ah, a couple of headlines of interest. Jeff Bezos has reportedly invested in an anti-aging biotech startup. Interesting. Now that Jeff has all the money in the world, or most of it, now he's trying to figure out how to live forever. That's no new story. Go read about it in the Bible. I mean, what, what do all men want? Well, they want money, they want power, and they want to live forever. Men have figured out how to get money. They've figured out how to get power. And Jeff's hard at work trying to figure out how, how to help us all, at least if not live forever, at least live a little bit longer. Companies are speaking out against Texas's new abortion law. Uber and Lyft said they'd pay the legal fees of drivers who are sued under the law, which says anyone who transports a woman to receive an abortion after six weeks can be sued. Uber and Lyft saying they, so they're not, just know this, whether you drive, whether you, maybe you're still a yellow cab person, I don't know what they believe, but we know what Uber and Lyft believes, uh, and it's not pro-life, so leave it at that. Google's startup and VC chief, that's venture capital, explains how startups can land a deal with the tech giant. Rachel Palmer said Google has millions of dollars to hand out to startups through funding programs and venture capital partnerships and offered five tips for founders hoping to work with Google. Let's see if the paywall is going to stop me today. Yep. So you'll have to Google that up and get the skinny somewhere else. Uh, just Google, Google startup fund and maybe throw in Rachel Palmer's name and you'll find the information. Apple employees want the company to reinvestigate complaints of harassment and racism. In an open letter, employees called for the company to reinvestigate all reports of abuse and demand pay equality and protection against identity-based discrimination. Uber Joining other companies will delay its return to the office until January. 
company said U.S. employees will be able to return to the office on January 10th of 2022, after previously announcing they could return this month. Apple is postponing its controversial plan to scan iPhones for images of child sex abuse. Backlash surrounding the plan's implication on user privacy led Apple to delay its release, which was originally scheduled for this fall. So far, there's been no word on when it might be launched. A leaked email reportedly shows a Silicon Valley investor saying racism isn't a problem in the U.S. Veronica Wu, a board member at VF Corporation, which is home to brands like Timberland, Vans, and the North Face, reportedly called Black Lives Matter the true racist. And I know there are those in this audience that agree with Veronica Wu. Founders acquired by Cisco share the best and worst parts of being bought. Founders from startups like Duo Security outline the pros and cons of being acquired. For some, anxiety goes down, but frustration goes up. And a handful of successful enterprise startups all have one thing in common. They all emerged from UC Berkeley Labs. Databricks, Opaque, Anyscale, Sci-5 all raised massive amounts of funding this year and all came from the university's historic computer science research labs. And UC Berkeley really is where a lot of the internet, the computer world as we know it today was birthed. Yes, I know there are a lot of startups, ring garages and whatnot, but check their resume, see where they went to school. Uh, UC Berkeley turned out not just a lot of hippies and acid heads, but also some pretty smart cookies. And the Department of Justice is reviewing all options to challenge the Texas abortion ban. The Justice Department is considering all options to counter Texas new law banning abortion after six weeks of pregnancy and will protect abortion clinics that are under attack. Now, okay, Texas is a big state, but based on where you live in Texas, how many miles do you have to drive to cross the state line and get an abortion in the state next to you where this law does not exist? Perhaps it's a minor inconvenience, just like, you know, oh, I'm pregnant, minor inconvenience. Uh, we, what we need is for the Supreme Court, pray for the Supreme Court. This fall, they will be visiting revisiting Roe v. Wade. There is a possibility that that could be overturned and that is, remember, there was only one vote. Roe v. Wade became law by one vote. That's how close it was. And it's been the law ever since. So pray for our Supreme Court justices. God give them clarity of thought God, we pray that you give them the understanding of how precious a human life is. We, we do not speak ill of mothers who know that they're not in any position to raise a child, 
But there's so many families out there on waiting lists, happy to adopt a child, even, even an unhealthy child, even a child who, even in the womb, the doctors know this child is going to have difficulties in life because of something they've inherited. There are families out there who desperately want to have children, cannot have them on their own. So God, I just pray that you, you speak to the minds and the hearts of these Supreme Court justices, that they would reverse Roe v. Wade, which means if you get pregnant in a world filled with condoms, contraception, I mean, there's so many, and, but hey, accidents happen, rape happens, okay? So, yes, the pregnant mother will have to be inconvenienced for nine months carrying this child, but it's a human life. You know, if you don't want to raise the child, if you just know you, you're not in a mental place to be a good mother or a, a financial place to be a good mother, okay. There are folks who will take this quote unquote problem off your hands. They just need you to carry the child to term. That's all we're asking in Jesus name. Biden declared major disasters in New York and New Jersey counties flooded by Ida. Man, has it gotten bad there. Lord, we pray for those people as well. Many of them were trapped in flooded cars or basement apartments. The White House said Biden would visit the two hard-hit states on Tuesday to survey the damage. Wonder if he's ever going to go to the southern border and survey the damage there. New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy toured flood-damaged Lambertville on Labor Day and said Biden's disaster declaration would help flood victims to get grants for temporary housing and home repairs and low-cost loans to cover uninsured property losses. Four Americans escape Afghanistan by land as Taliban blacks, blocks evacuation flights. Four Americans safely left Afghanistan by land in what one State Department official described Monday as the first such escape since the Taliban took control of the country as the last U.S. forces were leaving. An official told CNN, our embassy greeted the Americans as they crossed the border into the third country. All four were in good condition. The Taliban reportedly knew the Americans were heading to the border and did not stop them. Mm, okay. In Mazar-e-Sharif, several planes are ready to evacuate more U.S. citizens and permanent residents, but reportedly are being denied permission to leave by the Taliban. The news came as Secretary of State Blinken headed to Qatar to thank Qatari leaders for help in the rushed mass airlift of Americans and vulnerable Afghans. And I posted a podcast uh, in the Breeze channel over the weekend. It was sort of a live man in the street kind of a thing. It was a gentleman who actually had Canadian citizenship, but he was trying to get his family out of Afghanistan. And uh, it's, it'll really touch your heart. Uh, you can hear all the live audio. Uh, I mean, of course, I'm sure there's some editing somewhere, but this guy 
is, is so desperate to get his mom and his dad and other family members out of Afghanistan. And I don't want to spoil the story. Just go to the Breeze channel. And uh, the podcast is called This American Life. Okay. And, and, the, and it's, um, This American Life always has three parts or three. Yeah, they call it part one, two, and three. I'm talking about part one. Now, I think you'll enjoy it. And it will also help you to really get a handle on how desperate the situation is there. Uh, and I believe it will compel you to pray even harder for those folks. An Ohio judge yesterday reversed another judge's ruling that required a hospital to give a COVID-19 patient ivermectin, a drug commonly used to deworm livestock that has not been proven effective in coronavirus cases. Julie Smith, whose husband, Jeffrey Smith, was on a ventilator with COVID-19, sued Westchester Hospital after it declined to give him the drug even though Smith had found a doctor to prescribe it. Common pleas, Judge Michael Oster said he was sympathetic, but does not support allowing a physician to try any type of treatment on human beings. One of Smith's attorneys said Smith would not appeal because her husband had received ivermectin for 13 days and would soon be well enough to be taken off ventilator. Guinea coup leaders order ministers not to leave the country. The leader of a coup in Guinea on Monday ordered ministers from the ousted government to hand over their official vehicles and not to leave the West African nation. Now, where our orphanage is in Kampala, Uganda, that's East Africa. So this is on the other side of the continent. Dumboya gave the order in a meeting with the ministers a day after his forces took over and he announced that the government and constitution had been dissolved to end what he said was corruption under President Alpha Conde. Dumboya had warned the ministers he would consider it an act of rebel rebellion if they did not attend the meeting. Dumboya urged mining companies to keep working and exempted them from a national curfew. A State Department spokesperson said the U.S. denounced the coup, saying it would erode Guinea's prospects for peace, stability, and prosperity. Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau was hit by little rocks Monday night as a crowd of protesters gathered around his campaign bus after an event in London, Ontario, about 120 miles southwest of Toronto, Trudeau last month called a snap election for September 20th, and his campaign has had several run-ins with angry opponents of COVID-19 vaccine mandates. Trudeau told reporters Monday night that his shoulder might have been hit by little bits of gravel, adding it's no big deal. CTV National News said two reporters traveling with Trudeau were also struck by rocks. Trudeau's Conservative Party challenger, Aaron O'Toole, called the gravel-throwing incident disgusting on Twitter. Political violence is never justified, and our media must be free 
from intimidation, harassment, and violence. I don't know how many of you have been tuning in in the morning to my sister-in-law Barbara's uh, daily prayer session and devotional. Uh, I posted the link uh, to her YouTube page. She goes live on YouTube. I posted the link in the Breeze channel. If you don't have it or you want it or need it, just ask for it in Breeze and I'll post it again. Uh, she works for a healthcare company. Uh, she's not a doctor or anything. She handles people who are having issues or problems with their claims, you know. She's like a customer service rep. And certain number of days she works from home and then a certain number of days she goes into the office. But uh, they handed down a mandate to her, I think it was on Friday, that if she wants to keep her job, she must get vaccinated. So I won't give her last name and I won't give the name of the company she works for. But if it hasn't come to you and your job yet, be prepared. Start thinking and praying about how you're going to handle it, how you're going to deal with it. Because I think at some point, all of us are going to have to make a hard decision. Uh, sometimes in America now, just to travel from state to state, you need a vaccine passport. Uh, an ex-Marine accused of killing four in Florida has been denied bail. Riley told investigators he didn't know the victims, according to the arrest affidavit, and authorities did not release a possible motive for the killings. Riley was injured in a shootout with sheriff's deputies and allegedly tried to take an officer's gun as he was being transported to a hospital. Riley reported that voices told him to shoot people. When asked why he shot the infant, he reportedly said, because I'm a sick guy. That's the enemy. That's Satan. Let us all pray for this family. And also Brian Riley. Because apparently there's a demon inside of him. French actor Jean-Paul Belmondo died at 88. Uh, if you watch the TV show The Wire, he played a role there. Uh, he was a pretty well-known actor and uh, even called a national treasure uh, by French President Emmanuel Macron. He's appeared in more than 80 films, a 50-year career. And uh, cause of death has not been disclosed, but Based upon his own admissions in the past and in interviews, it's suspected to be an overdose. And, I'm sorry, that was Michael K. Williams I was just talking about, who was in The Wire, died at age 54. The other person I was talking about is a French actor, Jean-Paul Belmondo. So sorry for the confusion. On that. So, with that said, let's take a last peek at the S&P 30-minute chart. We're also close to the BBC. Okay. Now, just like zones are an area, fibs are an area, 
we could come within a tick of the BBC and start to move down, or we could spike it, okay, and get above the CTA trigger and then head down. So you know, don't jump the gun, be patient. Let the 30 minute really paint you the picture and go to your smaller time frame, such as the range chart that Michael works with you on in the live training room every day, and then do exactly what he's taught you to do. Once price reaches an alert entry trigger, use everything you learn every day in the live training room to take the trade. So time now, good word for the day. Uh, we talked about communicating with your family uh, on Friday. A house is built by wisdom, Proverbs 24, 3. Today, confession is good for the soul. 1 John 1, 9. But if we confess our sins, he will forgive our sins because we can trust God to do what is right. He will cleanse us from all of the wrongs we have done. Now that's the NCV translation. In the King James Version, it says, but if we confess our faults to one another. Now, I've heard this preached and debated a number of times, is that you confess your faults to one another so that your brothers and sisters in Christ can help strengthen you, but you confess your sins to God. So, if that's something you never thought about or given thought to, if you're a person who likes to really dig into the Word, then that might be something you look up and check out. Sunday school teacher, Renai Carlton writes, I was trying to teach the children that we all need God's forgiveness. So I asked one of the girls, Lisa, when is a time you might need God's forgiveness? Her blank stare prompted a response from my son. It's okay, Lisa, you don't have to tell her. Then he turned to me and said, we don't have to tell you our problems. This isn't the Oprah Winfrey show. <laughs> it's true you don't have to tell others your sins but you do have to tell God David said in Psalm 32 3 when I kept silent about my sin your hand was heavy upon me now we've heard that confession is good for the soul because confession does four things number one it lets you experience God's forgiveness. He already knows your sin, but he can't forgive you when you blame shift or make excuses. If we confess, he will forgive our sins, period. The ball's in your court or mine. Number two, Confession does four things. That was number one. This is number two. It restores your emotional and physical energy. Nothing's more draining than denial, 
and nothing's more invigorating than a clean slate. David said in Psalm 31.10, My strength has failed because of my guilt. Reflecting on his affair with Bathsheba, he said, When I kept silent, my vitality failed. I acknowledged my sin. You forgave the guilt. Psalm 32. And number three, it lets you move on. Confession lets you start again. It's important to draw a line between the past and the future in case you're tempted to regress. And confession being good for the soul, here's number four. It lets you grow. Thomas Edison is said to have remarked failure taught him 10,000 ways not to make a light bulb. Making failure work for you instead of against you starts with confession and accepting God's forgiveness. And Richard asked, uh, Garrett will be back with us one day this week. He was with us on Friday, so if you missed Friday's show, you can go to youtube.com slash CFRN, and uh, he might join us again as early as tomorrow, Richard. So thanks for asking. Okay, guys, uh, that's going to do it for today. If you've been on the trial, you're ready to become a part of the family, it's very simple to get a lifetime passport. That's lifetime access to everything we do, everything we've ever done, anything we might do in the future. Now, when I say anything we might do in the future, as you've heard, our indicators are going to become available shortly on TradingView. That's a good thing for a number of reasons. One of them is that TradingView is browser-based. In other words, you don't have to download any type of software program, whether you're on a phone, a desktop computer, a tablet, a PC, a Mac. You just open a browser, you go to TradingView, you log into your account, and you'll have access to all of our indicators. That means you'll be able to trade stocks as well as futures, just about anything in the world. And you'll be able to use our methodology, our strategy, our indicators. And remember, everything that we teach, everything that we do, and our indicators are fluid across all markets and all time frames. Now, as we go live with this, access to the stock information is going to be separate. It's going to cost more money. Okay? But... If you are already a passport holder, when we go live, you're not affected. As a passport holder, you have guaranteed lifetime access to everything we do, everything we've ever done, and anything we might do in the future. So if you've been thinking about getting a passport, you definitely want to do it while it still includes everything that's never going to change 
A passport will always give you access to everything we do. However, in the future, if you want, you know, mobile trading and the ability to trade stocks with their indicators, methodology, and strategy, that's going to be an additional charge, but not if you get your passport today. One money, one payment, one time, that's it, you're done. How much? Five grand. To be exact, $49.97. I don't know of a better deal on the internet because that includes two hours of live training every day, interactive training. Michael is putting on and taking off trades, answering all of your questions, teaching you how to do what he does. Unlimited one-on-one -on -one mentoring, Logic 247 alerts around the clock, concierge trade alerts, our methodology, our strategy, our indicators, everything. No recurring weekly, monthly, annual fees. You pay once, the passport is lifetime membership. And all you gotta do to get it is go to eminifuturestrading.com. And Valerie will get you all set up. So thanks so much for tuning in today. Whoever you are, wherever you are, may God continue to richly bless you with his mercy and with his grace. And I'll see you at the bell. Remember this, there is no greater return on investment than to see a human life changed and given hope. As always, pray hard and trade safe. Any financial information discussed on this show is simply the opinion of our host, Dwayne Reeves, his co-hosts, and guests. To learn more about trading e-mini futures or to take a one-week free trial in our live trading room, call 1-866-928-3310. 866-928-3310. Information discussed on this radio program should not be construed as a recommendation to buy or sell any security. Always do your own due diligence and consult with a licensed securities broker or financial planner before making any investment decision.